In the beginning, we say, beginning we say don't, don't flush the toilet. Flush the toilet. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kill C. Ray. We're back, man. Another week. We took a, uh, a week off for the holiday. Hopefully, you guys forgive us for that. Um, we needed it. But if you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere podcasts can be found, go over to platformcollection.com. You'll see all the links for the shows and the content that we have going on in our world also make sure you go check out thoughtfest.net that's it's not thought because i know i know y'all get your heads out of the gutter thought t-h-o-p fest.net it's coming back with the vengeance uh we'll be announcing the entire lineup very soon so stay tuned um, but it, until then, it's under wraps. Nobody knows. It's a secret. So go to platformcollection.com. Check out the, the links of the artists that we have on the show today. She is a member of the Fresh Date. She is like now I got a list like she got a big list of things that she is. She's a um, MC occasional like you're you doing production now too. you're starting to look into that too now, right? I can't claim that. Okay. She, she dabbles. Uh, she's um, a playwright. Can I say that? Yes. Okay. I can say playwright. Okay. She's a performer. She's an artist. Um, sometimes. Are you vegan again? Are you vegan? Are you a vegetarian? No, I've never been vegan. You're vegetarian. Yes. Vegetarian. Yeah. Because vegan's too much. Vegan is a lot. And I like <laughs> eggs. I like eggs. And Things are good. also veganism is like not fucking with leather and, you know, like all the things. Oh, I did not know that's that. That's kind of deep. That's kind of deep. Because yeah. you like shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Vale. Mickey Vale is on the show. Welcome back, Mickey. Saturday morning, I'm up. Shake off the night before with some Yogi tea in my cup. I had to work last night. Get up on the turntables and make them twerk last night. I ain't even really into the party life But it keeps me living indoors, it keeps on the lights Plus that's the way I met you Touch my soul in a way that's special You was grooving on the dance floor, getting your life Got hype when you heard Q-Tip and Fife Check the rhyme, y'all Tribe called questions into my mind when I saw How you do, where you come from, did you come alone? I like the way you move and sway all alone in your zone That reminds me Let me check my phone and see if you hit me up, yeah Yep, well alright, I wonder if you're free tonight Better yet today, I wanna see you in the light Cause last night, I had a couple swallows from the bottle And things ain't always quite how they appear through your beer goggles Plus I was busy getting dizzy while the tables turned And when I finished with my set, I had to wait my turn Cause you were so fly, everybody and their mama was trying to holler And I'm not usually the type to follow the crowd But I had to swallow my pride Hopped on the bandwagon, went along for the ride And now I'm sitting here, staring at your text Thinking what's next, thinking what's next I don't wanna make it too complex So I pick up the phone and die When you say hello, I can hear you smile We were just talking about how um, Like how long ago was the first time you were on? In fact, you know what I'm gonna do? If anyone can answer that question, you can just slide me a tweet 
at crappyawesome1 on Twitter, and I'll give you a t-shirt. If you can tell me the date that Mickey Vale was on the first episode of Crappy Awesome. That would be her first episode of Crappy Awesome. Somebody actually knows that. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, they just gotta just scroll up right now. <laughs> so, so it's not that big of a thing. But I feel you. Thank you for being nice to our audience. Um, yo, man. So, so much has happened. I, I, there has even been a gap since the last time you were just on. I think I want to say you were co-hosting. You were maybe in L.A., right? Maybe we were in L.A. And yes. I remember that being yes. something. Yes. That was a minute ago. Well, that, that was, was a minute ago. Time. Yeah. Enns is like a superstar now. Like, yeah. what, what the hell? Um, yeah. Okay. So we got a lot to catch up to. Yeah. Okay. So since the last you were on, um, you've had, would you say like a, would the person that you were the last time you were on, is that who you are now? No. Is it a, an extreme change, you think? I have had extreme changes in my life um, that have caused me to evolve even further. I mean, I'm still me. I'm the same old G. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, there's been a lot of um, changes. Some welcome, some not so welcome, but all learning experiences. Yeah, we need to talk about because um, I mentioned playwright. This is like an exciting thing for me because I've been able to like at least keep track of you start sort of going through this new world, um, which is so weird, man. Like because we're going to get into that, too, because I, I definitely want to know, like the artistic side, like how transferable art is. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you're, you started in one area, you're in another area, like how the die. Cause I'm always so interested on how artists are able to, to do that. Cause I don't even know if I can really define how I do it yet. Like mm -hmm. I've never sat and gone like, what is it? Um, but I am interested in your process, but I want to get to, let's, let's start with, was it you being hired as a DJ first, right? Cause, oh, by the way, we forgot to list that. She's a DJ. She's a working <laughs> DJ. Um, did you get hired as a DJ? Is that how it started? Like in, to go into the like play world and no. what happened? So back in 2014, my friends were in a playwriting workshop. Mm -hmm. The Old Globe has playwright workshops that they, they're free to mm -hmm. the community. And um, the only thing that made, made me do it was, I hope no one ever hears this because I'm not really supposed to say this, but <laughs> a lot of people no, are going to hear I this. I hope speech. no one from the theater hears okay. this because they, at that time, they offered $300 at the end of the six week um, program. Yeah. And I want money. So I was like, shit, I'll do it. So, but they don't do that anymore. So you're not really supposed to talk about that. But um, yeah, so I, I wanted $300 and I was like, shit, that's easy. Go show up for this thing once a week and, and write. I can do that. So I did that. And my play was, um, it was a 10 minute play. Were, wait, were you into, cause I had absolutely no thoughts about gotcha. theater or playwriting. Okay. I love going to theater, but it was just something to do at the time. Yeah. yeah. But it was never, um, that's that artist life people. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get in where we fit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I've always loved going to theater and see, seeing plays, but I never thought, 
I've always been a fan. Like yeah. I've, I've never looked at it and been like, I want to do that or I want to make music for that right, or, or right, do right. sound for that. Nothing. So uh, Just a fan. Yeah, yeah, just a fan. So then that opportunity presented itself. So I did it. They taught you how to write a 10-minute play. I wrote the play. I'm a writer. You yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I did it. I wrote a good play. I wrote a good 10-minute play. What was the, um, and I know it's, it's more complicated than that, but what is the... What's the process of like they taught you how to write a play? What does that mean? They break it down like character development. Um, it's a very it's a very easy pro like a, a it's not no it's no pressure. That's what I liked about it. There was no pressure. You know, we show up once a week and and we'd have an assignment. Like the first week might be um, think about characters that you would like to write about, and you just write write about those characters. And then when you come back to the workshop the next week, we would break down those characters. Or if you didn't have any characters, no big deal. You know, no, it was just a very... Pressure-free. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh, and I know this might be jumping forward, but just on a sidebar, did you feel coming from like the world of hip hop, right? And DJing and the stuff that comes with like that scene, was the... What was the attitude difference in art? Like how people saw art? Um, attitude difference. It was no ego. No ego. Yeah. And, you, and you can feel that right away? Yeah. It, yeah. Every, it was all new playwrights. It was all new. It was be, right, a beginner's right, right. thing where uh -huh. nobody had any experience doing this. Or maybe, you know, maybe somebody did, but this was a, a beginner's workshop. Yeah. And it was, um, what I really liked was the instructor. She was just, you know, she would have us do these warm ups and these things that, these um, activities that would get us to interact with each other and stuff. And mm -hmm. I just really liked her process. Um, but yeah, it was just, we were all just there learning to learn and, and people are nervous. You know, because yeah. some people had never written anything before. So it was just a cool little. Learning so did situation. you know, like, okay, I'm a writer. Once I learn the, like, the uh, mechanics mm -hmm. of it, I'll probably be pretty okay with it, at least. Like, did you at least know that? Or were you just like, I have no idea how the fuck this is. Does this even make sense? Just, or like. It was, it was just, I was enjoying something new. I was just like. Yeah. This is cool. You weren't putting too much of that kind of thought. Because again, you didn't think. I wasn't thinking Endgame. I wasn't thinking, right. like, I'm going to be a playwright. It was right. just something cool to do. And so when did that kick in? When did it kick in? Not like, obviously, I'm sure that's still a process right now. But like, was there a moment when you were like, oh, shit, there's a possibility I can actually do this? Like, what was that? What happened? Like, walk us through the, the pro. Like you. So you make your play, right? You come at the end of that program there's a play uh-huh and then it's presented at the old globe uh, yeah um, in san diego mm -hmm, yeah. yeah at the old globe theater and and i didn't know anything about the old globe theater i knew nothing i hadn't even heard of the old globe theater i didn't know it was a shakespeare theater. i know it's, it's crazy i hadn't it's like in this all like the san diego pictures in the background like it's really yeah. hold up so I had to cut in here, guys. Uh, during this episode, first of all, this episode uh, kind of came about with me and Mickey Vale. We're just hanging out and we're like catching up. And uh, I was like, yo, let's do a podcast. So we kind of 
rushed into this podcast. Had a couple audio difficulties, so I'm just filling you in right here. Mickey goes on to talk about how she goes to Egypt and Europe for a teaching class completely unrelated from her playwright from um, the Old Globe Theater, which she was just talking about, which is a theater here in San Diego, uh, where she starts to pursue her playwriting future. While she's out in Egypt, she realizes that she could brush up on her teaching skills. She didn't necessarily know she was going to be out there teaching at the level that she did, but she did do that. She had huge success um, teaching hip hop on the other side of the world. So that was amazing. But during this time, too, when she comes back, she gets picked up by the Old Globe Theater and put on a tour as a DJ, completely unrelated again to uh, her playwright experience. But while she's a DJ for the Old Globe Theater, um, she picks up some pretty cool skills and uh, she talks about that right here. And this is where the episode gets cleared out we have no more technical difficulties on the way out i think mickey turns her mic off or something at one point but whatever we weren't planning to do a podcast shout to hip-hop eddie uh he probably got mad because we did an impromptu podcast he's usually our podcast producer so we don't usually have these problems but nonetheless here's the continuation to mickey vale here she talks about what she learned as a dj right because one of the things that she didn't know was that she was also going to have to become a sound designer because she wasn't just spinning records during a play. They wanted her to be the soundtrack of the play. Anyways, here's Mickey Vale continuing the story. Hope you guys enjoy. We'll see you next time. I mean, the O Globe can hire whoever they want to do whatever they need. Yeah. So the, there's a whole crew of people on this tour and there's a person who's the stage manager, there's the director, there's the actors, there's the the costume people, there's all these these parts moving, working together for this production. Right. And I was like, that's how a, a tour should be, a music tour. Right, I right, mean, right, that's right. how it is, but yeah, we yeah. do it differently because we're independent and we, you know, right. we try to do all the shit ourselves. So, so there's like people accountable for every yeah. single thing. And so right. I'm just taking all this in and looking at how hard they work in their rehearsals. And and I, I gained so much respect for, for that whole process, this thing that I've never been a part of, never thought about being a part of. But the whole theater thing, I was just like, I'm a fangirl for all these people because they work their asses off and, and they, you know, they're getting paid, of course, this is their career, but you can see the love and the passion behind. Just like hip hop as they... Where they get, they're looking for gigs. They're trying to find the next gig. All of them. Right. The director. Just like stand-up comedy. Just yeah. like, if they're not working, they're not working. Yeah, exactly. Right. So all the same stressors are yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that when they get a good gig, it's like, it's a, you're good for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, okay. So you're on tour. Yeah. You're, in, and then you do this play and then. They want sound effects. Yeah. Are you overwhelmed so at I that was point? A sound designer, right? Yeah, because I because usually when somebody's doing sound design, which I didn't know what sound design was, they have there's a program for that where there's all these sound effects and you just push a button, you you know, and you can play this sound here and that. I didn't do that. I had a turntable, so I'm and I'm using Serato, so yeah. I'm literally pulling up sounds and you know sometimes they got to overlap and 
the first time I didn't, you know, that's what I had the yeah. first time. And it, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot trying to switch things out real quick and stuff. But um, when I did it, they hired, they brought me back two years later and I I had, um, what's it called? Uh, a sampler? A controller. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the, all the, you know. With the pads and everything? The, the controller and then you, what is it? The, <laughs> I don't know. I sound like I'm 80. Um, Not Serato? It is Serato, but uh-huh. you can put in all the sound effects. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, 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 yeah Serato yeah. Pro, okay. DJ Pro. Yeah, yeah. So you can put in all the sound effects. So that time I came correct. I knew knew what to do. I could create sounds. Yeah. And all this stuff. So, um, but that first time it was it was. Did you have to like? Did you just go research that? Like how? Like how do I make this situation? No, better? I just learned from the first time. Oh, like what I need. Yeah, and I'm definitely gonna need more than what I had than a turntable. Um, so yeah, so. So there was that. So I learned that part of theater hands on, like the sound part and the music. And so from like you came kind of with a production standpoint already. You already kind of understood production. Yeah. And yeah. So I got to learn that hands on. So did they ever uh, did anybody ever catch on that you weren't that as experienced as they might have thought? I was so shocked that they they asked me to come back a second (laughs) time. Seriously. I mean, they thought I was good. And then in between, I would play music and I got to choose what music I play. It was fun. Yeah, it was yeah, it yeah. was a fun new experience. And they called me back again. So I was like, I guess I did all right the first time. I was really shocked that they asked me to come back. That's dope. But um, I was ready the next time. So I felt very blessed that I got to learn that aspect. And then a lot of those people didn't even know that I was part of the playwriting thing because they were two totally two separate, separate things. things. Yeah. So, um, let me, wait, 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 before you go further, everyone that you're dealing with up into this point in that world, do any of them know to what extent of a performer you are? Like, is anybody like kind of up some, on that? You think some probably do, yeah. like the ones who are connected online, but uh-huh. other than that, you know, I wasn't coming up in there uh-huh. like, yo, you know, I rap, right? <laughs> you know, let I, me get some bars yeah, off real you quick. Know, I got a show tonight. Like I, I was doing my job yeah you know yeah. so um so some so i think people different people like when they catch on the different things mm-hmm. that i do like i know people in this world i know people in that world and then when they see like wait you do this too yeah and you do like because i don't go around bragging about hey, right you know last night i was djing like you know i, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. do what i do i show up do my job and so it those two kind of converge together and I just feel like, wow, this is magical that I got to learn that the sound and all that. And like, that's a huge part. It's of a huge theater. resume builder, too. Like, oh, my God, just so to have I, that on your resume. So, yeah. So I got to learn all this, all these things, these different elements. What surprised totally you the randomly. most? What surprised you the most out of all of it? The commission to be selected to to write a full length. Wait, well, we're not there yet. OK, so we're, we're not, not there, there yet. So, You're still on tour so I did the tour yeah. again yeah. last year, 2018. Yeah. Um, and I also finished my play. Two separate things. Right. With the same. With the same overall umbrella company, yeah. but different departments almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the people that were in that advanced playwriting group, the Old Globe once a year gives a commission to an. Um, a playwright to basically you're paid to 
for them to help you write a full length play. One and, person? Uh huh. Each year they give a commission. And um, so that advanced playwright group, they, they let us know that they're going to look at this group first mm-hmm. for that commission. So we're going through the process knowing that they're looking at us. So how many people are there? I think it started with um, with 10 oh, and it shit. ended up like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Some of y'all couldn't take it. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> so, but also that, you know, they're telling us what their audience looks for, the, you know. It's, mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're running a business. Yeah, it's like yeah. our audience looks for this, our audience looks for that. And everything they were saying was the opposite of what I am. Yes. And so, but at the same time, they said, but don't let any of that discourage you. Just use your voice. Whatever you want to write about, yeah. we're here to support you. Mm-hmm. So I wrote what I wrote. I used my voice. It was me. They said they don't like, their audience doesn't really like cussing and and. You know, they're very conservative. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not, I am not a conservative person. Yeah. So there's a lot of cussing in my play. And I just didn't, I totally was not thinking I would be selected for a commission. I wasn't doing it for that. Yeah. At first I was like, when they said that that was not a, a, an option. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get that. Yeah. But then when they said what they were looking for and stuff, I was like, oh no, but I'm grateful for this process. Yeah. It's yeah. a really cool process. You get to go through the whole I'm still going to see it through. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we had, so we finished our plays and then in January we were in the, um, the festival and, um, the, and this is the first, so that's the day you get to see your play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they have, and with your own play, actors and, you aren't doing any production. You aren't doing anything, no, right? They don't, it's, it's a reading. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah, I think you're switched. There oh, you go. Yeah. It's a reading of the play. So it's not like a, a full production mm-hmm. or anything. It's not costumes or anything. Oh, gotcha, like gotcha. Um, but they still act it out. Yeah. So um, there's no sound effects or anything. Um, what did you think when you saw it? I, it did was you cry? amazing. I didn't cry. Did you cry? I could have cried. Tears okay. of, of yeah, yeah, amazement that's what I'm saying. But no, I didn't cry. You weren't like, damn. I'm a motherfucking life. G, okay? <laughs> I didn't cry. <laughs> But it was just, it was surreal. It was, yeah. it was amazing. It was the way it was received. People laugh like crazy. And yo, but this is the first, one of the reasons that I'm like asking is because like in, in like the hip hop world and C world, you don't hear people other, you don't get to see other people perform your right. shit. Yeah. And there you got to see, oh, this, someone's acting out my voice. Yeah. And it was good. Wow. Like they were, I was, I had released it because honestly, the first time I had done this program back in 2014, when they did the final performance, I was not thrilled with the acting. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll kill my shit. Really? (laughs) Was it upsetting? It was disappointing because I knew I had written it a certain way. And then we had done run throughs and they did a good job. But then at the final performance, they changed the actors and, and some of them were like, Nah. Wait, okay, so what does that mean? Was it like the tone wasn't good? They weren't right for the parts? Like, what I'll, was I'll it? S- they were not right for the parts. Gotcha. Like, one, because my, my play was all women, mm. and they had this guy play one of the parts because they didn't have enough women to play the uh. parts. And the, the dude, he was just super overacting. It was like a white dude. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, hey, girl, you know, putting on his oh, extra no. I'm a black woman thing. It was It was horrible. Yeah. And so that that killed it for me. So this time around, 
I didn't want to be disappointed. Yeah. So I just released it like completely out of my heart, out of my mind. I was like, I, I did the hard part. I wrote it. Right. Now, however it comes out, I accept it. That's what it's going to be. And it was, they were amazing. Yeah. Like they had, you know, they had people actually, di- directors actually direct it and stuff. And, um, and so the director obviously heard your voice. Yeah. If it came out how you wanted to. Shout right? out to Karen Ann Daniels. Yeah. She, um, she directed it. And I, and over this time, I've also gotten to know these people, the directors and stuff. So it's just all synergy. Like, Wait, every- so did you know um, the person who directed yours? You knew that person before they were about to direct? So the person who directed mine, she's actually the person who found me out in the park, in Balboa Park, Holy and hired shit. me. shit. Yeah. Everything is, every piece is connected. It's crazy. And so check this out. This is like, this is crazy. So I was also hired to be a teaching artist to teach after this, after the The the, play happens. Yeah, I was hired. That woman, Karen Ann Daniels, she had suggested earlier that maybe I should um, uh, try to be a teaching artist to teach playwriting. Yeah. And I was like, me? Like, I've, I've written a couple of 10-minute plays. How am I going to teach it? I didn't feel qualified. Yeah. And so, um, because I had mentioned to her that I wanted to do work in prisons. Yeah. Because I've just been felt, felt compelled that I want to do something to help yeah. people who are incarcerated. And so, when I said that to her months before, she said, well, maybe you should try to... Um, be a teaching artist because we go out to prisons and and teach playwriting and I was like mm. in my head I was like I don't see that for myself because yeah. I don't feel qualified but um well I told her that I actually told her I didn't feel qualified and she said well you know how to write a play um you know how to teach we give you all the tools you need so I was like well damn well props to her yeah dude, seriously. you put it that way you give me the tools yeah. I need if all I need is tools yeah and I can run with it so I was like well, cool. Maybe I'll try that. So when it an opening came up, I applied for it. I got hired, and um, so I say that because I originally reached out to my original workshop facilitator to learn how to teach for hip hop. Right. And now it goes full circle, and now I'm teaching playwriting. Wow. In in prisons. That's just so crazy, dude. Yeah, it's just all crazy. It's just all crazy how it's evolved. My ain't for play, it's a serious thing. And this got me feeling all delirious, man. Real wouldn't roam outside of our zone. So just me or leave me alone. Uh, when we first met, it was perfect. You were just a type. I was searching for hemi open like curtains on a sunny day, chasing rain away. I knew you had a rep, but I didn't care. I asked if you was red. You said, Hell yeah, you wanna lock it down and throw away the key. I never had a thought that you was playing me. Never get enough, never get enough. Made me whisper to my sisters, How you? Followed by a giggle and a wiggle in my seat Until I peeped all the secrets that you keep that you keep, that you But now I see all I wanna do is creep Can't turn a trick into a treat Don't you know what you sow is what you reap And talk is cheap, actions speak louder than words And I heard your body calling me, but it was calling her And her too, let me go before I hurt you Cause my ain't for play, it's a serious thing And this got me feeling all delirious, man, real Wouldn't stray, wouldn't give it away So just be on your way, what you know about 
you saw the okay wait we because I, I know people are they might be like yeah, yeah, no, you guys, it's a lot um i don't what, even know if i understand it all no no, no I'm, <laughs> I'm just making sure we're staying in the timeline because i know people are like well okay then what happened um you did the play oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay and then you saw your play and then what happened so then um so they hinted that I was being looked at for the commission. <laughs> Are and you like, okay, at that time, I just want to know what your mental state was. Were you like, hell yeah, I got this. Or were you like, come on. Okay, well, to be totally honest, they had kind of hinted to it earlier before the actual yeah. festival. Oh, wow. Like right after so I you, my play, they kind a of buzz was happening. hinted that they were looking at me for the commission. And that when that was said, I was like, what? Yeah. I that you was, just wrote something that, like you said, is almost the exact opposite of what they had right, described. Exactly. And somehow they're like, nah, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so... Um, and so that, that hint had been put out there, and I kind of felt like... I didn't want to attach myself to it, but yeah. I kind of felt like they probably wouldn't have hinted. If, right. You know, you're not really going to dangle the carrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nah, you can't have yeah, it. yeah. But I just didn't attach myself to it. That would have been crazy if it, they did do that. Yeah. They brought you into a black room. They were all wearing hoods. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're just here to crush your dreams. <laughs> but, you know, that could have happened. Yeah. They might have decided to go a different direction. Yeah. So I just, I'm into releasing things. Good. Just. I feel you. Whatever happens. Why we're, I think it's why we're talking today. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever is meant for me will be for me. I truly believe that. So I just release it and yeah. don't get too attached to any one idea so um yeah so then they reached out again and were like hey we're gonna give you the commission i was like are you fucking kidding me this shit is really happening so that is when i felt like oh i could actually be a playwright (laughs) (laughs) so commission means that they are (laughs) basically they're going to produce a full. I have to write a full length play. Yeah. I'm getting paid to write a full length play, and it will be produced. Twenty one shows on the Old Globe right. stage, and they and they see you now. That's the other thing that has changed too. Is they see you're one of their artists now, right? Yeah. Like you're under the umbrella of Old Globe. Now. Yeah, yeah. And the, it's it's not guaranteed that mm-hmm. the old globe will produce it for me it is guaranteed in my mind it's guaranteed. yeah 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 but it's like if it's if i write something way the fuck out that they're like nah, <laughs> we're not gonna Just produce give them this. a porno yeah you're like yeah i made a porno they won't produce it right. but they'll find another place for it to be produced because they're you know oh they're big brother of all the theaters yeah 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 so, like, so hey. it's kind of like guaranteed almost. so it's guaranteed yeah. to be produced it's just not a hundred percent guaranteed at their main, their that like the, the main stage. Will produce yeah. it, but in my mind, it is a hundred percent guaranteed the old will be. Of course. Producing. Oh yeah, you got that. Yeah, because I'm gonna do what's needed. Yeah. That they they coach you through the whole thing. You work with the artistic director, yeah. so I'm flexible. Yeah. Whatever I need to do to make the shit happen, that's what's. Have you happen. um? Okay, so let's talk about that now. So like, you got that. 
That's fucking amazing. Um, now, like, like mind state, right? Like, in retrospect, now that you have, like, the luxury of being able to look back and go, okay, I see the pieces where they connected. Mm-hmm. Well, how has... Because, you know, obviously a lot of rappers and people who love hip-hop listen to the show. Like, what was the transition in thinking? Like, what... Basically, okay, let's start with this. What in hip-hop helped you? Like what through what you learned through hip hop helped you in this new world? Um, I think being an artist, period, just being able to go with the flow and be flexible and be open to mm-hmm. anything and know that things aren't guaranteed and there and you work at something, you practice something, and then you see the results. Yeah, like you don't see immediate results. That um, to me, it's all very, very parallel. Yeah. Just this is another form of art, you know. Absolutely. This is, so, um, just a more organized form, and that's where what I want to take back, back. to hip hop, right, right, right. To see how organized and well put together this this well oiled machine works, I want to bring that. So when I go on tour, I have all the pieces. I know what, yeah, what everything that's needed, and everybody has their place, and nobody's trying to overstep lines. And there's people in the background, you know. There's people who are who are comfortable playing the back. Right, 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 right. Their role is the And back. they have, like, pride in it. And yeah, they, like, care. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's one of the really beautiful things that I I witnessed and really admired about um, the theater world. Yeah, I feel like um, any successful world of art is usually based on the encouragement of, like, knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. like double down on your strengths, double down on the things that you know how to do and then find like pride in that and yeah. like pride in the craft, pride in, you know. Okay. So you're talking about how it was more organized, right? Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What, when you look at your peers in hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, um, at different levels above and below farther in their career, less, what are some of the big, like if you said, okay, guys, like I looked at, I've been working in this professional area for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Like I've kind of been able to soak up these things here other than just like general, like, Hey, we need to be more organized. What are some of the things you think that they might know from more of a professional world that we can use in hip hop? Like, what are we missing? Like how much work is it? a lot of work right do you think that the normal like independent hip-hop artist understands the amount of work that it actually takes i know i didn't yeah but then but we also got to see um homecoming beyonce like it's that type of thing yeah like you're putting in work daily but also they have budgets right right so yeah you're working hours each day showing up on time you know we're very we're kind of flimsy. Yeah, we have, we talk about hip-hop time. We hip-hop, have hip-hop time. time, yeah. Yep. We live by hip-hop time. We're cool with it. It's not like that. Yeah. Uh, it's very organized. It's very, very fucking organized. Yeah. Like, Seems like everyone it answers to everyone. Like if you, because uh-huh. if you fuck yeah. up there, you're literally letting an entire exactly. staff down. And there's a, per- even when the, the, the shows start, there's a person who's standing there taking notes on every single show and then giving notes at the end of the at the end of the performance. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do, DJ. This is what you need to do. This, you know. Yeah. We don't have that. We just 
right. All right. See you guys. Just, yeah. We just show <laughs> yeah, up and do our the... shit and stuff might get fucked up and hopefully we'll remember yeah. not to do that next time. So, But there is no, yeah, that is so true, man. Like from, from promoter to sound guy to DJ to performer in the hip hop world, there is never like a debrief. Yeah. Or like, how yeah. do we make this show better? Right. Or, hey, here's some notes. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's almost seen as like insult. Like, don't give me notes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't see it, you know, that may not even be necessary, but I bet you Beyonce's got oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because there's just a level of, I don't know, it seems like it anyways, right? I don't know, because I'm not, we're working at that level yet, but it seems to be, it's kind of just math. Like, you're putting in this consistent amount of time, dedication, like, mm-hmm a culmination of all those things right and it starts with passion Mm -hmm. because if you don't have that you probably don't get off the ground floor right so you have if you have that then one of the things as a young artist especially is you might want to put like way more find a way to love the process Mm -hmm. right like you said like you got into the playwright like the you thought you dropped the ball and then you got invited back right and you were like well i'm not gonna fuck this up like I'm going to go all in and I don't know it. It's not necessarily like a place that I grew up in. Yeah. It's going to feel uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to, it might feel embarrassing or it might feel whatever, mm-hmm. whatever things. Right. And you kind of have to like almost desire that though. Like I want to be put into like uncomfortable positions constantly. Yeah. And be a student, be yeah. open to, and that's for me, that's, life just I'm always I'm excited to be a student I'm excited to learn things it's a very humbling thing but I I know like they probably think because I'm hired for this I probably know these things Mm -hmm. but I don't right and I have to be okay asking so what yeah is that because your ego could fuck you up in that situation right like you could just be like oh I got this and then showtime and you're like fuck yeah yeah you know what, um, you, during the, our conversation right now, you said something that was like, um, when you said it, I was like, that's something hip hop needs to learn how to do. Like you said, boom, I'm in a situation where they assume that I'm going to be a teacher and you know, like that whole process when you were going to go teach uh-huh. for the first time, Yeah. you immediately came back and went, all right, who do I know that does that? And then you went and asked them literally like, Hey, can I learn from you? Yeah. And I think that's so powerful, dude. Like I just had a conversation with like Noah James about this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that's kind of one of his like pillars in life. Ask, mm-hmm. like ask, ask, ask. Yeah. And because he's talked about so much how it's like affected like minority thinking as a whole, mm-hmm. right? Like where it's almost a, you you're almost raised early on to have a shame of not knowing something, yeah. right? Assuming that you should just know, mm-hmm. right? And so we get into this funk of not asking questions. Yeah. And then we get to a certain point where w- what is plaguing us is an overwhelming l- missing piece of information that we just never ask, right. right? And what we do is we get into a place where, and I feel like this is the trap. And you, I used to romanticize this. And now as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, this is the trap. Like, the struggle artist feeling of like, there's a pride to that mm-hmm. of like, I'm starving. And because I don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks like, you know, I'm which 
inevitably affects professionalism, affects time, affects your calendar, affects, you know, it's just a constant thing. And, and when you said that, like, it really struck something with me, like, whoa, she just, she just asked, right? Like, she just asked, like, so last, and the reason that the, I feel like there's a theme about this, I'm, I know I'm supposed to learn something about this, because last night, again, like, I was talking to Noah, and I just called him because I was like, yo, we have this tour starting, right? Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of people hitting us up to get on the tour. What do you, like, what do you say when that happens? Like, yeah. what do you tell them? And he gave me everything. Right. Because why not? Right. And there was a time when I would have never fucking done that. Because mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, he probably thinks I know. Like, oh, shit, what do I fucking do? And like, you know, and yeah. then I'll fuck it up mm -hmm. and make myself look bad anyways. I've learned to ask. And it's yeah. taken me it's taken me a long time to do that. I don't know if it's something about hip hop, mm -hmm. but I feel like people assume that you know you should know these things. And so I And there's no I manual. Wouldn't ask, yeah, yeah, there's there is no manual. And so I wouldn't ask certain things mm -hmm. that I should absolutely know after. Because you think that it would put you in a different place in their eyes, right? Because yeah. because you, you don't know. Right. And yeah. so um Candy, Queen Candy Cole and I. Shout out to Queen Candy Cole. Shout out. Fitty fitty. Um, yo, yo. We've talked about that. Like, how, how are we going to be 20 years in the game and not know some of the Ooh. most basic shit? Ooh. And it's because we Bars. didn't ask. Yeah. And so I'm finally at this point learning to ask. And you sh truly shall receive. Yes. If you ask the yeah. right person. Yeah. And I think everybody. I mean, because everyone has gone through the same process and... And so they want to help. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to help the person because you you don't want them to have to go through the same struggles you did. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it's um that comes with it's I want people to understand this, too. Like going through the process of getting to a point to be able to ask people is in itself a practice. You get better at it. Right. Like the first time you might ask someone and they they give you a horrible answer and you're like, man, fuck that. I'm not asking anybody yeah. else. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like like shooting a target at first. The very first time you probably don't hit the target and you just keep going and going. And then eventually, at least I found in my experience, I'd love to hear your experience. Like in my experience, the better I got at asking, the better I got at knowing who I could ask, the more answers just kept coming. Yeah. And then it was just simple. Like I, I don't have those situations anymore where I feel feel embarrassed right like i just don't have that anymore but that was only because of the practice of like starting to ask mm -hmm. you know and i don't want people to get dis like disencouraged like when you're not everyone's going to have the answer right it is not an excuse to not ask though right like to keep asking mm -hmm. keep asking parker uh park shout out to parker edison um he taught a class at mesa college yesterday right him mm -hmm. and king dice Dude, they've smashed it. They're they're professors, bro. Like they're professors. It was mm -hmm. amazing, right? But um, Parker told the students there. He was teaching these young leaders. It was like a young leaders of tomorrow. Um, all m the room was mostly minority students. It was it was an amazing experience. But he told the students like, "Hey, does anybody have any questions?" And you know, at that age, it, they're like high school and a little bit above that age. It, that's mostly when you're consumed by it looking good and not yeah. trying to look bad right so of course the, there weren't that many questions and he explained to one class and i could just see it sinking into their heads like oh shit like I, we just learned some crazy shit right now he's like you know like 
I know more than what I'm telling you that you just, you just found out. So you could ask me how to make a thousand dollars. How do, how do I buy a house? I'm just saying, ask a question, mm-hmm. any question. Yeah. And, and he's like, if I, if there's anything I hope for young people is that anytime somebody asks, tells you, Hey, is there any questions? You have a list ready to go because every single one of those, any, every single person that you meet might have an answer for something you need. Right. And as minorities, we, there's a tendency and, and an upbringing sometimes to do the opposite. Don't ask questions. Don't, don't shake the, you know, mm-hmm. the ground, like don't mess up the, the, the current, like mm-hmm. don't go against, like just fall in line. Yeah. And that shit is a trap. There's 100% that's a trap. Well, we learned that at home too. Yeah. Cause I said so. Yeah. That's well, because our parents learned it from yeah. people even with less experience mm-hmm. in yeah. it. Right. Why? Cause I said, so yeah. don't ask no damn questions. The worst answer so. you can get. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I said so. Right. There is no better. There's no worse answer you could possibly get. <laughs> and it trains us to like go like, oh, okay, so that is an option. Yeah. So now I'm at a job and my boss is like, because I said so. Okay. Yeah. Not like, hey, wait a minute. I'm a man. You're a grown man. I'm an right. adult. You're an adult. First, we don't talk to each other in that manner because mm-hmm. we're adults. We should respect each other. And... Because you said so is not an appropriate answer because <laughs> you puts me in danger. I don't know what the motivations are. Right. You need to explain to him because I'm a human being mm-hmm. and we deserve that. Right. And but yeah, man, I thankfully I see like a lot of my friends who are who are parents and they don't do that anymore. You know, like they a lot of them like I know a lot of good parents and like I see like them talk to their kids now and just like, no, well, let me explain to you. Like, this is why, and this is the thing. And you know, you, one day you're going to deal with, and it's so amazing like that. I'm hoping our generation helps to change that teaching, you know? Yeah. Cause it would be a shame if there's somebody like within our generation that's still doing that. Like so, so damaging, you Mm -hmm. know? Cause people do it in relationships. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't do it in relationships. Like, cause I said so. (laughs) Okay. So, where are you at now? Okay. So now you're this famous playwright and <laughs> you're like, you travel the world. We've, we've gotten that all down. Where do you, where is music for you now? Um, music is, um, where is music? Music is like literally right now. I'm finally able to get back to finishing the EP that I started two years ago. Yes. And my plan right now is to get that done, get that out into the world ASAP so that I have a year to work on this play. So get that done and then get like on clear to, your plate. Yeah. Yeah. And then get onto this play and see. And I, I feel really, really good. Like this EP with um, I'm doing an EP with Kazal Organism. Mm-hmm. It's son of Melomanes, by the way, for yes, people who son don't know. Of Me- incredible yep. producer, like prodigy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel really, it's special to me. Like it's the most special handful of songs that I've ever created. That's dope. To, to date, to this point. Wow. Um, because I've lived a lot. Wait, and are you saying they're done? One is done. The last one is uh-huh. Not even, I'm not saying this just because we're doing this right, today. Right, right. Literally this morning when I was driving, it all came together in my head. Wow. And it's taken months. Yeah. This particular yeah, yeah. song. Cause it's, it's like, it's 
in my mind, it's big. It's yeah. a big song because it's such a huge part of what the last, it signifies what the, what I've been through the last few years. Mm. Like the last three years have been heavy. It's been incredible highs and severe lows. And yeah. It's just been this wave of up and, yeah. down, up and down. Like the highs have been me seeing my purpose, like me going to Egypt to teach hip hop, me going to India and, and sitting with the consulate yeah. general and, and only because I make music yeah. and that's what brought me here. Yeah. Like those are the highs. Those are those moments where I'm like, Oh my God, everything I've done has led me to this point. Yeah. The lows have been the in-between points right. where I'm like Wait. heartbroken yeah. and my life is falling <laughs> Man, apart. Man, I'm normal. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm learning from all this. Like yeah. I'm, I'm all that heartbreak, like the heartbreak led to a commission. Yeah. Yeah. A playwright it inspired commission. a playwright yeah. commission. So, and those those two things go together. Holy like, shit, man. Right. That the, should just the, hit me right the now. The biggest heartbreak of my life. But the, wow. And I'm, I kid you not, the lowest point I've ever been in. Yeah. And hopefully, ever. forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't ever go that low again, but it led to this amazing thing happening. I'm worth it, you need me, believe me You're scratching the surface, look deeply, see me I'm perfect, I'm worth it, you need me, believe me You're scratching the surface, look deeply don't leave me, leave I'm me. glad we made it through that last episode I'm glad I gave myself to you to having a hold Let's burn some sage, turn the page to the next chapter Part two, me and you living happily ever after Through tears and laughter over stumbling blocks We Ashford and Simpson, solid as a rock I know your mother said it wouldn't last, whatever Here we are in living color, we still together why is you so quiet though? Is there something on your mind that I should know? You know, relationships are optional. I ain't holding you here. You are not a hostage, yo. Okay, okay, let me chill out. If there's something you want to say, go ahead and spit it out. But if you haven't second thoughts, let me know now. So I can jump off of this merry go round. I'm perfect. I'm worth it. You need me. Believe me. You're scratching. The surface, look deeply, see me, I'm perfect, I'm worth it, you need me, believe me, you're scratching, the surface, look deeply, don't leave me. What you mean the passion's gone? What you mean it's been dragging on for too long? What you mean it no longer feels right and you tired of fussing and fighting and it's time to move on? You said you love me, man. This is how you show it. Oh, yes, this is about our love and you know it. How could you just throw it away like it was worthless? Baby, I'm perfect and I'm worth it and I know damn well I don't deserve this. 
Okay, maybe I do. Maybe I called you out your name and disrespected you a time or two. Maybe I pushed you away by accusing you of cheating like every other day. And I swore that you was flirting. You made me mad, I ran your name through the dirt and ignored when you was hurting. Through the dirt, my bad. But I know one thing's for certain. I gave you everything. How could you promise me a wedding ring and pull some shit like this? I'd have slowed my roll and kept feelings under control if I'd have known you was a flight risk. Oh, now you standing looking sad, making your lip quiver. Here, here's a tissue. Cry me a river. Fine, bye. Pack your shit. Get the fuck out. You wanna play? Well, three strikes, baby. You done struck out. <laughs> you think I'm crazy? Well, I'ma make you a believer. Go ahead and take the dog, too. I don't need that bitch either. I'm perfect. I'm worth it. You need me. But leave me. You're scratching the surface. Look deeply. And so, and so. That the music that I've made over the last few years reflects the shit I've been through and the stuff I've learned. And this one song that has been so elusive, yeah, it's taken me a minute to like figure out what, how am I going to do this? It all came to me this morning, and and I'm ready to record it now. Wow! And then that'll be it. That's it. Yeah. Wow. But so, this, I need money for this song because I don't want to just do it at home. I, this It's kind of like, like I want to involve a choir. And yeah, yeah. Like, it's a big song. Yeah. So are you, do you put, do you, like where, where are you at as far as like, well, yeah, I guess you, you do have like somewhat of a, hopefully like an organic deadline because you want to get onto the other thing. Yeah. Like, so are you thinking, well then, are you, Okay. Is there an option to move on without doing the song? Or are you like, no, I'm finishing this EP. I need that that song. Move yeah. on without that song. Yeah. No, I need. You need that. It's like. Okay, so is there is there a possibility that you may move on from the EP without finishing and come back to it after you're done with the play stuff? Or you're like, nah, it's, it's going to no, get done I before. Need, it has to. Because yeah. who knows what tomorrow will bring. Right, right, right. And I need to... I need to do this. I yeah. Need, it's part of my process. It's part of my life. I haven't put out music in who knows how long, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just sitting there. There's several things just sitting there, but this particular thing, like, it's so, it's just, it has to happen and it has to happen now. Do you ever, um, what, I'm sure you do, but what do you feel about the, that the fact that you haven't put out some music in so long and you're still so like you're Mickey Vale, the MC, like people still, you, it hasn't died. Yeah. Whereas there's other, like we have people that we knew when we started who went this, almost the same thing and then just got forgotten. Like what did, do you ever just think about that? So synergy. Yeah. Um, just a couple days ago, I could show you a text. Candy's in France right now. We've been talking back and forth. And we had this conversation because I went out Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was out. And it trips me out because people were, like, calling me a legend and shit. And I was like, this is I crazy. hear that all the time about you. It's crazy because, I mean, I'm being real as fuck right now. I have yeah. put out one project. I know. One I know handful of songs, and I'm like, how? So I, I told Candy. I, I mean, like, I know. I'm wondering if you have like soaked it in. Like, does that? I, no, we yeah. we actually we texted finally about broke this, this down the other yeah. day. I was like, 
yo, this shit trips me out. Like people say I'm a legend and people were being like super respectful and 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 I was like, how did this happen? I've heard spiritual experience. I've heard it's like going to church. I've heard shit makes me cry. This is all about your performances. This is no bullshit. Heard this tons of times. Spiritual experience. You said that you said I've heard that because that's what I was going to call. Um, that was my original name for this project, a spirit experience. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. In fact, dude, uh, I want to say, I mean, this episode's come. I'm literally putting this out tomorrow. So Friday, there's a interview that I did, probably the most like intense interview I've ever done. And I think I say that in the interview. I think I literally say, yeah, like they asked something about like artists. Uh, and I said, like Mickey Vale's like, it's like watching and it's like having a spiritual experience. Or like, I think I said something like that or like, it's like church. That's crazy. And there's only a few artists that I know that I feel like that about with. And, but I've always wondered if, if you've ever thought about that. Like, yeah. cause, cause like, again, like I've been in circles and anytime your name comes up, everyone's oh, Mickey Vale. Oh. And now there's, I've been able to, like, I've stayed attached to the scene that you were born out of. So I've also gotten to see like you not being there and what, how the status has grown on its own without you being there. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's, I, and you don't know, do you, do you credit that to any, like, what do you credit it to the most other than like, say, we know you made a, a spectacular piece of art, but I think what else is it? We, it's so weird. Cause we actually had this conversation mm -hmm. and I was like, she was like, it's crazy. Like, you are you really are legendary in San Diego. And I'm like... Oh, it's not just San Diego, kid. I was, I'm was i talking about, like, having conversations in L.A. I've been every every level, too. It's not like... I, I, If I had to credit it to anything, it's, for one, being around for a long time. But also, I'm, I'm me. Like, yeah. I don't try to, to latch on to any trend right, or right. anything. And I, when I create it's like you're getting seriously getting a piece of me and i don't play with music like mm. i don't just obviously i don't just belt out songs yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i really yeah. like like how i said this song took me months for it to come to me like things actually come to me mm -hmm. they come to me and, and it when it feels right i can't do it unless it feels right yeah and so when it felt like it's like there's this moment where it's like that's fucking it right mm -hmm. this is it let me go record this shit right now. But I'm I'm formulating it in my head. Yeah, the entire for, time. Yeah. Subconsciously and dreams and conversations. I might move away from it. But each song is like a piece of me. Yeah. So even with the play, that, yeah. it took me a long time to write the play. Yeah. It took me a long ass time to get to sit down and, and write it. But when it when it finally clicked, it's like it wrote itself. Because it it was it was a spirit experience. Okay. How do you, are you in a place where you don't beat yourself up when it's not coming? Um, I. How are, like, are you hard on yourself when you're like, I, like you're saying it took me this long to do this song. Were you, were you hard on yourself about it? Or have you learned to kind of just like, it no, comes when it comes? I've, I really truly believe in divine time. There's still a part of me that's like, man, get your ass up and do this shit. But I can't. I really can't just, I mean, I can. I yeah. can sit down and write a song. Mm -hmm. I probably won't feel like it's my best work. Right. My best work. Because that's comes, not your natural process. Yeah. My yeah. best work, it comes to me. It might, it's yeah. like, 
I can I can come up with a million rhymes in my head, like, and I could record all of those. I can record so many songs, but the ones that that I put out are the ones where like this shit came to me in a dream and it wrote itself and it, it means something. Mm. It's I don't just put yeah. out music just to be putting out a song. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And and that's that's just a different process. Like like luckily I guess I've stayed relevant. Yeah. Um, even without really releasing much. It's, I think there's like something about like your energy that has stayed relevant. You understand what I'm saying? Like people often credit, like even I, dude, I've heard people where I'm like, man, you ain't heard the whole album. Like they'll be saying <laughs> stuff, right? And they'll have like a favorite song, but they've already elevated to such a level that it is like, bro, when you come to hip hop wins, Mo, a lot of the younger rappers just think you're like, I mean, they don't think that rightfully so, but you're a celebrity. And so, and then I'm in LA, right? Random places, shows, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Fresh day. You know? And I always go like, you know, Mickey Vale, blah, blah, Mickey Vale. Oh, I know Mickey Vale. Man. And everybody will have a story or like something like, oh man, Mickey Vale. And that shit is like, it's super dope to me, right? Like, I think that's super dope. But again, like I said, I've always, now you you had just had that conversation that answers it. But yeah, I've always wondered, is that weird? Like, do you feel weird? Like, oh shit, that's right. Man, people really it's, like this shit. Like, it, it's, it's humbling. It's like, it's inspiring. Yeah. Because it's inspiring me. It, it, it's like, okay, you need to go yeah. ahead and put this other shit out. Yeah. You know, but... And, and it, it worked it's, it's somehow. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It's like, like the other night when all that was going on, and and what really brought attention to it was my friend that I was with because she doesn't know me in that capacity. She had never been yeah. out with me like yeah. in that. So she's seen it and she was like, "Oh my god, you're really famous." And I was like, "I'm not though. Like I'm, I don't know how this." Or may okay. So this is what I've come to, right? <laughs> Maybe you are. And we just didn't know that this is how it looks like at that level, right? Like, like we even assumed, like, nah, when you're like, like, we fell, we were marks oh, for the whole business thing, right? Even yeah. though we're in it and when you, you can tend to become like a mark for the business and like believe like, oh yeah, I, I kind of did believe like when everybody knows me, it's going to be all good. And everybody knows you and you're like, yo, I'm still working I'm though. Like, what the fuck? fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like. I'm, and that's what I I'm think struggling. that's that's what we're experiencing. Yeah. And I'm I venture to say instead of like, well, this is such a unique experience. It is in its own in its personal. But I don't think the actual experience is I think this is what it how it is, because the more people I meet that are in relatively the same areas, they're in the same thing. And then they're like, nah, it was, it's, I didn't like, it looked like I was killing it. Like it, like, but right. I was poor or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, that big check always, didn't come till the end. Me, yeah. Oh, you're killing it. You're killing it. And I'd be like, am I? <laughs> because, um, I need to kill these bills. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I literally, like yesterday, I literally had $4 in my account. Yeah. I have four fucking dollars, four fifty seven. you know, and I know I got paid today. So, you yeah. know, I'm holding out, but like, that's my life. Yeah. That's my life now right right that's my experience now. right now yeah absolutely that's gonna change well that's what i'm saying i think that's where i've gotten my head to go like oh yeah this is just this is what it is like this is how i was thinking like 
Oh, I, I can. Well, like, okay. I for sure thought this. I for sure. Seven years ago, I thought, yo, man, when I get on my first tour, woo, shit's going to be fire, bro. Like, I'm going to be on a bus, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Man, I've been on five this last year. I'm about to go on, like, one of the most extensive ones. And nah, we're driving ourselves. We're putting gas in the car. <laughs> we're hoping that the venues are professional. We're doing all. And it doesn't. But does everybody know that that's happening? Yeah, everybody knows it's happening. So is that fame? Like, is fame just because the the whole thing is like, I think ultimately what it is, and maybe maybe it's not like this for uh, the other side of the entertainment business, but none of us, I know this, I can speak for this like perfectly, like none of us did this for fame. Exactly. You that's know what I mean? what I was thinking. And so that's why I think it's surprising because we were yeah. just assumed like, oh yeah, when that, when people do know us at a certain level, it'll be like this and nah, it's not like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, uh, and so... For me, fame is not something that I find attractive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. Yes. I'm not a person who. It's weird because I do these things that put me in the limelight. Right. But I'm not a limelight person. Like yeah. I'm, I'm six foot one, and mm -hmm. I would. I feel like I would like to be invisible when I go places, but mm. that's not how it works. Yeah. I'm six foot one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And you have the spotlight on you most of the yeah, time. Yeah. So. It's like, I want to do what I want to do because I it's something that I enjoy. And then when I'm done doing that, I want to go off in the corner and be invisible. Yeah, because I'm not here for the rest of it. Yeah. I'm here to do the thing. And my, <laughs> even when I was younger, like a lot younger, um, I remember thinking what I would like to do. I would like people to know my voice and never have to know my face. Mm. And yeah. enjoy my music and never have to know That'd who I so look dope. like, but know my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But never know what I look like. Like, that would work for That'd me. That'd be so amazing. Um, but yeah, fame has never been the thing. My my ultimate goal has always been and probably will always be to be able to live comfortably from my talents. Yep. That's it. I agree. I'm with you 100%. And comfortable to me is... Everything's taken care of. I got time. Yeah. I have time to create. Yeah. I can travel. I can enjoy. I think it's mostly time, right? Yeah. Like, I don't have to dedicate myself to anything but the thing that I want to do. And I'm kind of there right yeah. now. I have yeah. time. Yeah. I actually do have time, and I'm I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Like I, I have time to create. I have time to, to do things. I do not have money. Right. Like, but I... I get by. Yeah. I barely get by, but I get by and I'm so grateful. So now I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I've always been like, okay, I, I want an abundant lifestyle. I have abundance. Yes. Yeah. I have what I need. Now I want some wealth. Right. I want wealth. And that's my focus now. Yeah. So, and I still want to gain that wealth from my talent. Right. My gift. Yeah. That part doesn't stop. It won't bend. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, man, I'm just full of gratitude. I'm just grateful to still be here, to still be getting by. Grateful that people see me however they see me. Legend. <laughs> see me however they see me. <laughs> grateful that I can, I feel comfortable that when I do drop something, it will be well received. Yeah. It's yeah, not going to be like, oh, we forgot about yeah. it. And also, I'm, I'm, I've learned a lot too. I've been spending time learning, and this is an ever changing industry but i'm 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 flexible yeah and learning like what's the best way to go about things I, i'm under no illusion that i'm gonna drop something and everybody's gonna love mm -hmm. it and everyone's gonna hear it and not absolutely right. not. i know that i have to do the work i have to be strategic and i'm ready for that yeah 
That's super dope, man. I love you, man. I love you. It's been it's been amazing to watch you go through all this. I hope you know, or at least you can mentally see us in the stands cheering you on. Um, it's yeah, man. I'm excited to see what happens. Let's not put such a big gap. Yeah. And the next time, I, well, now you're you're well, the listeners know that you you left them with a cliffhanger because now we need to know what happens. Yeah, man. I hope that you definitely see that we here cheering you on. And uh, you're not going to put in the gap and you're not going to go so long without coming back to Crappy Awesome because now we know the story. We're at a cliffhanger. <laughs> we need to know how this ends or at least this chapter. We need yeah. to know and you need to start us on the next chapter. So, man, thank you so much for being on. No doubt. Thank you. And thank you for all you do. Thank you. All the time. All your selfless dedication and and just heart and love that you give to hip hop and all the gifts that you give to everyone that you encounter. Um, the ones you can see, the ones you can't see. You're, you're seriously, the interview, the first interview we did together was, is the most memorable for me. Mm. It was the most, to me, it was like, oh, that's how an interview is supposed to be. It was a conversation. Oh, wow. And it was a, it wasn't all about hip hop. Right. It wasn't all about, so who are your inspirations? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Which is all great, but it was a real interview. I felt like I was talking to a friend and I had just met you. And for me, that was very, um, it was, it was remarkable. Thank it you. was like, wow, that I've never had an interview like that before. And then, so I just admired you and then um, co-hosting with you and stuff. I'm like, this dude, he's really good. He should have a podcast. Oh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should like uh, record these things and put them out. <laughs> thank you, man. Uh, yeah, thank you for all your support. And thank you for being you and for being a real human and um, recognizing the humanity in each person that you encounter. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Uh, Mickey Vale at everything. Mickey Vale the MC. Mickey Vale the MC at everything. You can just Google and Mickey Vale comes up. She's a Google verified artist. <laughs> do you even know that? I was going to ask you that the other day. Have you claimed that? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll show you how to do it after. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, check out Mickey Vale at everything. Uh, Google it and uh, stay tuned for uh, part two when she comes back. Woo! All right, man. You may hey. now flush the toilet. Life is hard, but we just got to grow through it and come out on the other side stronger and wiser. I'm a survivor. You could call me Destiny's Child. The path chosen to reach my destiny has been wild. Been around and up and down the block, seen dead end roads. I wrote a song about it. Wanna hear? Hit gold. 426, 1970 something. That's the last day my mama had a bun in the oven. After hours of huffing and puffing, pushing and shoving. She brought a baby girl in the world, cute as a button, huh? Yo, the whole village was buzzing. Probably had something like 511 cousins, three sisters, four brothers, two different baby mothers. Daddy was a player, probably had a couple others, but keep that on the under. This is grown folk business. You ain't even supposed to hear this. Mama always said that I was too damn fearless. You need to slow down before you get yourself killed. Kid. But I wasn't trying to hear it I was what some might call a free spirit Had a thing for bad boys and sipping pictures of poison Sneaking liquor out the cabinet and sneaking boys in 
and we was getting it on. And before long, I was hitting the ball. Trying to find a path along which I could time travel on. Calgar, take me away far from Babylon. Like grains of sand in the hourglass, these are the days at hand. Everything I've been through made me who I am. I ain't mad, it's just part of the plan. Life is crazy, man. When I meet God, I'ma shake her hand. Everything I've been through made me who I am. I ain't mad. Part two. In the broken home with the park view The voices in my head were the only ones I could talk to The shit hit the fan when Pops walked through the door Fuck a battle, he was ready for war In a flash like lightning, it was Clash of the Titans Soundtrack to my life was mom and dad fighting And I'd be in my room with my pen and pad Writing, trying to block out the sound Little girl lost and found Through the pound of the bass in my cassette tapes Boom! Pops was like a ticket time bomb He wouldn't believe the way this nigga talked to me and my mom The words he hit with hurt worse than a switch And I'll never forget the first time he called me a bitch Just the other day, my homegirl said Hey, what would you say if you could talk to your pops today? Well, first of all, fuck you nigga How you gonna turn your back on the people who love you nigga? How you gonna fuck half the world and have a litter of kids? Then turn around and act like we don't even exist How you gonna marry that bitch a month after my mama died? Had the family Wondering if it was homicide And now you wanna hide I don't call you my father Cause you are not qualified You know what? <laughs> I can't keep a healthy relationship Cause I act just like you And I hate the shit I hate to admit Sad but true Every time I look in the mirror All I see is you From the shape of my eyes To the still of my glare To the tone of my skin And the curl of my hair But I swear Even after all the shit I've been through I'ma get myself together And be better than you I'm a survivor PlatformCollection.com